Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It is the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here with Tony Marchese um, talking about an F4 effort tonight because that is what the Blackhawks put out on the ice, Tony. Fucking embarrassing. Uh, It's one of your favorite quotes from one of your favorite shows, and that's exactly what today was for the Blackhawks. It was fucking embarrassing yeah it was embarrassing tony and uh, especially in a game that is so must win especially against a opponent that sits at the bottom of your division i know the detroit red wings have been playing better as of late but still no excuse for a blackhawks team that needs to catch up in the standings and should be extremely hungry for points we didn't even see that hunger it'd be one thing if they had the effort and it just didn't work out and they had some bad breaks uh they did have some bad breaks but they also uh you know did put themselves in some bad spots uh in this game so i think that is what is most frustrating for me yeah, and to me, this isn't even just you want to see the Hawks show up and beat Detroit because, you know, we hate Detroit. This was a game with playoff implications. This was a game against an opponent that you should beat nine times out of ten, and you just didn't show up tonight. Yeah, no, uh, we'll, we'll keep this short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, before we break into the action fully here, make sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Four Feathers Pod, and the main account, at ontapsportsnet. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And when you subscribe, you can get these podcasts right in your queue as soon as they drop. So, um, like I said, we're going to get into the action here. We'll make it short, sweet, to the point. Um, Blackhawks would open the scoring in the first period despite only having three shots on goal. Um, you know, Tony, a lot of people like to point to that three shots on goal um, and as the first period being lousy. And sure, you'd like to have some better jump and really dictate the play in that one. But there were a couple of posts and there were a couple of chances. And the chances that Detroit had weren't extremely uh, highly dangerous, um, you know, fairly even for the most part, I would say, possession-wise. Uh, nice to see Duncan Keith though get on the board uh, with his opening tally here yeah uh, and that's goals in back-to-back games for him first time I believe since 2017 that Duncan Keith has uh, gone back-to-back like that Uh, good to see him out there and and putting the puck in the back of the net right now Uh, this offense could use all the help that it can get right now that they're just flat yeah as was mentioned on the broadcast um the blackhawks three shots that were registered on net you know like i said the post shots i uh, don't count uh but the the shots that did go on net in that first period were all uh courtesy of defensemen so yeah um you know uh, duncan keith activating the blue line kind of highlighting that uh was a nice you know to bring it tried to shot on net uh, got deflected right back to him and he goes and uh sends a hot one over through the slot looked like kirby doc uh was the intended target on that one, uh, but it ultimately ended up slipping through and going to Duncan Keith, who uh, wired one top shelf. So that was nice to see. Um, other than that, you know, I, I don't have too many gripes about the first period, except having more jump and setting the tone better for the rest of the game. Uh, other than that, structure-wise, not too terrible, like I said. I think it did an okay job of keeping things to the outside uh, for the, the scoring chances that Detroit was able to generate. But the second period, unfortunately, we have to talk about this one, Tony. I don't really want to, but this is where we're at. Um, Blackhawks, multiple power play opportunities in this period. Almost burned once, were eventually burned um, a second time. You know, Detroit scoring all three goals in this period, obviously, uh, with the final being 4-1 to one here tonight. Uh, Duncan Keith was the only tally the Blackhawks would get. Uh, but Troy Stetcher uh, scores uh, 4-49. Um, that was, you know, the one that uh, equalized this thing. And even then, you're like kind of, eh, like, 
like, okay, the, we could still, you know, th this could go the other way. Right. But I think the one that really kills you is not, first of all, not scoring on your power play. And like I said, multiple opportunities. Detroit have, taking multiple too many men penalties. Uh, but it, on that one in the middle of the frame here, uh, 8.55 mark, Jacob Frana recently acquired first game as a Red Wing, uh, came over in that big deal at the trade deadline with Anthony Mantha going to Washington. Uh, he gets sprung out of the box, and it looked like Connor Murphy just did not know what the hell was going on situationally uh, and got burned, and Vrana was in all alone, uh, beat Lankanen top shelf, and that, that was, uh, you know, really kind of the backbreaker for me. Yeah, uh, that goal that uh, he scored out of the box right there, I mean, you, you saw Eddie O go back on the broadcast and kind of uh, depict what happened there because uh, you don't like seeing that. Uh, normally the, the goalie's tapping his stick on the ice. Uh, Kevin Lankinen did do that. Yeah. Um, just a misread there from the Blackhawks D-men. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, it was the guys that aren't typically on the power play. Um, but either way, at that point, with the time dwindling down, you're pretty much back into getting set into your five-on-five -five mode anyway. So uh, I think that was just a mistake mentally by Connor Murphy there. Uh, just circling back really quick before we do this next one. Um, on that first goal that Detroit scored, the Stetcher goal, uh, he walked into the zone, and it was, you know, from the very top right point. Uh, and he fired it in Lincoln and, you know, just got the blocker, even with it, popped up over his head. So, yes. Of course, that is a bad goal for Kevin Lankin, one you would absolutely like to have back. Uh, we could sit here and rag on it all night and say, oh, you can't have that in these games that you know. But think about how many times Kevin Lankin has bailed this team out. So that's why I don't want to sit here and pile on him. But yes, situationally, sure, it's, you know, it really stings. It hurts that first one. Uh, but even at that point in the game, it's like you could have, you know, come back here and not, you know, converted on some of your power plays over three uh, on the night. And, um, you know, that's really what I think ultimately cost him, not just Kevin Lankin one blunder there because that wasn't even the game-winning goal no so, yeah you know and Johnny this one this this period was just the worst period of Blackhawks hockey this year in my opinion um, I think from an implication from an implication I think from a play standpoint we've seen a little bit worse because there were a few chances for the Hawks but overall still yes yeah there, it's yeah. it's been a rough go and, and honestly Johnny I'm looking back to the return of Kirby Doc almost a little bit where things started to fall apart just a little bit for this team. I'm not saying that he's by any means the reason. It just seemed that the timings kind of lined up there where this offense kind of has just been sputtering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, having these big games from Patrick Kane, from Alex Dabrinkit, uh, you know, Dominic Kubli, guys that can take over the game. We just haven't seen enough of that. And we've seen too much reliance on a young goaltender. And I like the point that you brought up there. It's not... It, it, it's not worth it to pile on him at this point in time because the only reason this game had any implications at all is is mainly yeah. on the back of Kevin Lankin in itself. So yeah, it, um, I, I firmly agree with your point. There. I, I just want to iterate, you know, why I'm not, you know, it'd be easy to go and say that, and that's a soft one for the goalie. And sure, Kevin Lankin would probably label this one as soft uh, if you were to talk to him after this game. But Kevin Lankin has the third highest point share of any goalie in the league, and those are behind Vesna, you know, former winners or finalists uh, there. So that just tells you how well uh, Kevin Lankinen has performed so far. Um, and like you said, a reason why they're in this playoff spot. Uh, so Stetcher would get another one uh, later on in, in the third period, or excuse me, in the second period, 11-15 uh, mark. And, you know, the, the spacing of these goals time-wise, 8.55 for the Verona goal, uh, Stetcher right after that. Uh, really, I said, you know, the middle one was a backbreaker. If that was a backbreaker, this was the one that, uh, you know, completely shattered it. Yep. Um, so that, that it, it goes to the third period now, and this is just kind of where I want to harp just a little 
little bit. And like I said, we want to keep this brief. But just one thing that we had talk about F for effort here. This is where the theme comes up. And for a team that's down 3-1, to one, um, sometimes you do get yourself into a hole in the hockey. That happens. That's hockey. It, it, it is the nature of the game. It can happen. Even if you're doing all the things right, you can still find yourself down hell. The Blackhawks had a game against the Stars in which they were shooting 50% through two periods. Like, come on. You know, it's a crazy game sometimes. But the effort throughout the first 10 minutes of the third period was unacceptable. There, there was a time where Nikita Zadorov, I think, played close to a two-minute shift because mm-hmm. they just couldn't get the fucking fuck out of the zone. Yep, Johnny, and you know, uh, I'm going to harp on this too. The zone entries tonight were just absolutely horrific to watch. Um, Nothing was clean. The Hawks had their fair share of chances that they weren't able to put in the back of the net, but for the most part, it seemed like Detroit was able to pretty much do whatever they wanted with the puck, and it really uh, came to a culmination right there in the third period. Um, Just not a great effort all around. Yeah, no, and like I said, effort, effort is the theme here uh, tonight, and I would just like to see that fire, uh, a little bit more passion, especially for, first of all, a game that you're chasing, and points that you're chasing, too. Uh, Luckily, I mean, the Nashville Predators did them a favor tonight by losing as well, so things kind of stay where they are in that regard, but I think if you miss the playoffs or you go back, you're going to look and see, or if you're, you know, in a tiebreaker and Nashville has the regular season, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, excuse me, regulation wins, this one will absolutely hurt. Um, but unfortunately, that is the way it goes. Um, the, the Blackhawks did have a couple of looks down the stretch. Um, it, it, like I said, I think this was even under the nine, uh, excuse me, eleven minute mark of the third period. So about nine minutes left on the clock. That's when they finally started to generate a little bit. And you saw Nikita Zadorov feed to Dominic Kubalik out front. Uh, a couple other ones that were really close. I believe there was a post in there as well by yep. Vinny Hinnestroza. So um, I, I will give them a little bit of credit for at least making a pushback. But it felt too little, too late at that point. It was too little too late and unfortunately for this Blackhawks team uh, the the time is winding down Um, not only as it did in this game but with the schedule Um, man just not a good effort as I've said multiple times you got uh, outshot outworked at the faceoff circle uh, you got out hit and they blocked a ton of shots tonight so uh, maybe a little bit of uh, better shot selection in the next game Johnny maybe a little bit uh, go back to work on some zone entries um, and, and try and figure this thing out real quick. But, uh, man, the, the momentum seems to be uh, grinding to a halt. Yeah, no, you know, it really does. It, it feels like those kind of mid-late February Blackhawks are nowhere to be seen uh, anymore uh, on the ice, and that was even, you know, before uh, the Kirby Dock return. I know you talked about that kind of, like, shifting things, but, you know, it was a tough march, so I will, you know, say that they did play a lot of Florida. They saw a lot of Tampa Bay. Yep. So that was kind of uh, maybe not expected completely, but you, you at least figured uh, there would be uh, tougher games in there and some tougher competition and some more splits, uh, maybe, you know, getting swept a few times. Uh, but it, it, now when you're getting back into the schedule, we figured, hey, this is when we can start ramping it back up it, yep. come late March, early April. Uh, and unfortunately, we just haven't seen that consistently. Like they'll have a nice series against the Florida Panthers, and you know when they came into the United Center a couple weeks ago, and the Blackhawks swept them, and then they go and look foolish against a team like the Red Wings here. Yep. Um, so you know, just like this, we're on the roller coaster, baby, because we got a sweep at Columbus over the weekend, uh, feeling good about that, and then uh, you know, right back down here with a loss to the uh, eighth place in the Central Division, Red Wings. So, uh, like we said, do not want to harp on this one too much. One final figure I have for you though uh, is the 62 to 38 percent. Uh, in the dot in favor of the Detroit Red Wings. And that has been a struggle all season for the Blackhawks. The faceoff dot has been. um, But, man, you 
save faceoffs don't matter. Uh, I think they do, and you know it, it leads to. You know, especially on the power play, you talk about why some of these aren't you know converting. Uh, you got to win phase us on the power play, and then obviously uh, you just want to keep it at least somewhat close to 50-50 uh, to give yourselves a chance and not always be chasing the puck because that is what can lead to those almost two-minute shifts for defensemen, like we saw down the stretch in the third period. So that's about all I've got for this game. We can't dwell on it too much. Um, we got to be right back at it against these Red Wings on Saturday night. So what are we looking for uh, when we come out in the Motor City on Saturday night? Well, I think I just said it, man. Cleaner zone entries, um, and you know you gotta you gotta improve at the dot. Um, that that's first and foremost because you know puck possession is big in this game, Johnny. And we can't watch you know two minute shifts in our own zone um, and expect to win hockey games. So uh, there's a lot to clean up here. Uh, I would hope that uh, you know if if you could pick one or two things to focus on over the next few days and make a vast improvement in one of those areas. Because, I mean, it just looked out there tonight like Detroit had your number. And I know they're playing well. And we talk about momentum. Um, you know, it, It's going to be important to get out there and have a good start that starts at the faceoff circle. And it starts when you enter the offensive zone. Yeah, I, I would say uh, a little more poise with the puck overall. And this even goes for some of the top-end skill guys. You saw Alex Dabrinkit trying to shove a pass through for a f- line of four Red Wings defenders right in front of him. Uh, granted, this is kind of getting down to like the wire when the goalie was pulled uh, at the very end of the third period but hey have a little more poise don't be so predictable if they know that you're just going to do that little dump off as soon as you get in they're going to start jumping up and intercepting it so i think that kind of plays it hand in hand with your zone entries comment there so um you know uh we've been riding kevin langan very uh uh, heavily um lately i feel like he could be right back in there uh, given the day off in between here it's not a back-to-back situation that just seems uh, to be what it is and you know jeremy collin understands where the standings uh, are at this point and i would assume the predators play uh, sometime in this weekend as well i would guess uh, if they're on the same schedule as us probably on saturday night as well so um you know you're gonna want to keep up with them if they lose you yep. want those two points on them and uh you know uh, keeping right there and kevin lincoln probably gives you the best opportunity to do that so i uh, wouldn't be shocked to see him back in that let's get a stick to click from you though before we wind it down uh stick to click um you know it's it's easy to ride these guys who are supposed to be your offensive difference makers and you know it's just i'm looking up and down this lineup johnny i feel like it's been a while since brandon hagel has been picked by me yeah I think it has been a little bit since he was. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Pia Suter. Uh, he seems to have a little bit of a uh, random, uh, timely goals. Yes. And I feel like that is a game on Saturday night in which we could be talking about a possible you know, multi-point effort from Pia Suter. And it might even go that's, a that's... little bit like you know under the radar in some ways. Yes. Because you'll get like a highlight reel from Alex Dabrinkit or Patrick Kane elsewhere in there. But you'll forget about Suter's redirect or his you know, nice cross-seam pass yes. that led to a goal. So um, I just feel like he, he kind of gets in the mix every once in a while there. So I'll, I'll go with him. Uh, Suter, I, I like yours as well with Brandon Hagel. Always a gamer, uh, always you know at least going to grind and, and do the hard work. So um, that's about all we've got here uh, for this episode of Four Feathers Podcast. Um, F for effort, uh, that is the name of this one. Uh, once again, 4-1 loss here. 
Thursday, April 15th against the Detroit Red Wings, Red Wings right back at it on Saturday night against those same Red Wings. So uh, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and Ontap Sportsnet. And go and subscribe, rate, and review uh, the podcast wherever you listen. Tony, uh, I'm frustrated. It's time to just get the hell out of here and move on to Saturday. I agree with you 100% there, Johnny. Always great talking Hawks with you. Let's hope for a better effort on Saturday night. They better have a better effort. That's uh, the bottom line there. Yes, it is. All right. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.